Welcome to the Making Marketing Simple podcast, the no BS, straight talking business podcast for rockstar female business owners in the wedding industry. I'm your host, Rach McQuaid, marketing mentor and coach. Inside these episodes, I'll be sharing fundamental tools, tips, and marketing techniques in my trademark no BS way, so you can get straight to the juicy action taken that is gonna attract and sign your dreamy premium clients with ease and support you in having a whale of a time along the way. Hello, my lovelies, and welcome to this episode of Making Marketing Simple. I'm so glad to have you here, and I hope you are well. I wanted to start and just catch up on what's been going on this week because it has been a really busy week of client calls with working alongside my clients to work on their strategies and their plans for the next three to six months. And both with my one-to-one clients, but also my visibility clients, I just want to give them a shout out because they are killing it. There's still one spot available on this program. So if increasing your visibility is a goal of yours for the rest of the year, then do drop me a DM and let me know because honestly, the results these girls are getting in this program are just insane, insane. And I just, I just love working in this container. So yeah, let me know. Um, Next, I'm going to talk you through this week's confessions of a wedding supplier. Now, this one is from a wedding florist who said, Hi, Rach, my first ever bride wanted to cut costs by her dad growing all the flowers. Oh my God, that is so cute. That particular year wasn't great weather, regardless, and you can add a few... Oh, sorry, I've just completely skipped past that. (laughs) Let me start again. That particular year wasn't great weather, so I said I'm buying wholesale regardless and you can add a few from his garden so it's personal. Lucky I did as the blue cornflowers turned out pink and the sweet peas were a disaster. She handed me wilted palm length stems that weren't even fit for a jam jar. Oh my God. I actually get really nervous about stuff like this because for those of you who don't know, we're currently planning our wedding and I am... I love a craft, right? So while I wouldn't say I'm a DIY bride, there are a few aspects of our wedding that I'm really looking forward to doing ourselves. And things like this, honestly, just put the fear of God in me because I'm like, what if it all falls apart? Like, Don't get me wrong. The important things are being done by the professionals. But yeah, this does scare me. So I'm glad you were able to save the day with that particular client because I can imagine that was heartbreaking. But it's such a lovely idea, isn't it? I'd love to know, like, how personal do you get with your weddings? Like, both if you're married, but also with your clients as well, let me know. Drop me a DM over on Instagram. I'd love to talk about it. So getting into today's episode, I wanna talk about tapping into your intuition and trusting your own gut and your own entrepreneurial spark. Now, this is something that I believe so wholeheartedly in because I've experienced it myself on a number of occasions where I can pinpoint so many times throughout my own business journey where I just look back and I think, God, Rach, you really should have just trusted yourself. And while I would never give the advice to a client of just listen to your intuition, like what's your gut telling you? Like I would never give that as solid business advice. While I think it is important and while I think it definitely has a part to play, I don't feel like we should give 
all of our decision making to our gut because our gut instinct and our intuition is heavily influenced by our ego right and by our own personal biases by the stories that we tell ourselves and so wholly using that to make decisions especially in business isn't always the most sensible thing to do but it is still super important that you can tap into that intuition and you can use that as some kind of guiding force to be like okay what feels good for me right now and you guys know like building your business in a way that feels good is so so important to me it's my mission in life it's my mission in this business and in the work that I do and so I wanted to just share a few kind of personal stories and a few times where I look back and think, Rach, you should have listened to your gut instinct here. And I know so many of you guys will be able to relate to this. So first and foremost, taking it back to the start, I put off starting this business for two years. I put it off for two years because I didn't feel qualified. I didn't feel like it was the quote unquote right time. And then the pandemic hit, the Panny D, COVID, it hit. And I saw so many businesses starting up that were crying out for accessible support and support from someone who in the nicest possible way was actually qualified, like actually knew what they were saying. I saw not so much now because I think a lot of the noise has been drained away because I think we are so much more clued up now on like who is actually credible and who actually has the experience and has the knowledge to be able to support us in our businesses. But during the pandemic, there were so many businesses starting up, which was incredible to see. But off the back of that, there were also so many people, sorry, I've got really sore throat, if you can hear. There were also so many people who were popping up as these like business advice people. Obviously there was coaches, there were consultants, Um, mentors so many different people popping up and I thought oh my god like they're talking shit (laughs) basically like there was so many people that just thought oh my god that is so untrue and it's so harmful to be giving that advice to people when they're trying to build their brand so that was the turning point for me and while I completely trust like I'm a huge believer in trusting the timing of your life and you know things will happen when they are supposed to happen I'm a huge believer of that but at the same time I thought if I had started my business two years prior when I had that gut instinct to start it imagine the impact I could be having on these businesses that are starting up with nowhere to go, nowhere to turn for solid business advice and knowledge and support and mentorship. Like imagine the impact I could be having and imagine the support I could be giving to people right now. So that was the first thing. And, and you know, it's easy. I remember my, I can't remember who told it. It was when I was a lot younger and someone said to me, um, but if my granny had wheels, she'd be a bike. <laughs> and I know that sounds so random, but we go through life with these, but if I'd done this and, but if this had happened and I'm not sharing these stories in a way of like, oh, I wish I'd done this. And you know, regret, 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 because I have no regrets. I'm so glad that I built my business and started this business when I did, because I know that that was the right time. 
but I do still acknowledge that if I had tapped into that intuition and trusted my gut instinct two years prior, when I first had the idea of this business beginning, I know that magical things could have happened in a much different way and in a much like quicker way, a much more impactful way, but I didn't. We are where we are and I still love where I am. I love the business growth journey that I've been on and I continue to move through. But that was just one instance. Another instance that I didn't listen to my gut instinct was, again, at the start of my business when I invested in support. So for context, I had been following this particular coach online for, I would say, probably like six to nine months. I'm very much a considered purchaser, like... (laughs) Apart from when I'm in the aisle at Primark and there's like cotton pads and chewing gum and Tic Tacs and stuff that I go straight in my basket, then I'm an impulse purchaser. But when it comes to investments in in my business and like it wasn't a small investment either, I am definitely more of a considered buyer. So um, yeah, I'd been following this coach online for I want to say like six to nine months and she seemed really credible. She looked great at what she did. You know, her, she was sharing client results and they were getting really good results and stuff. And I don't doubt that that coach is still incredible. Like she was an incredible coach, but it was so out of alignment. It was so out of alignment. And I then beat myself up for quote unquote wasting that money. And it then put me off investing for a really, really long time. But that had to happen for me for me to then find my coach and realize that investing is fucking amazing when it's aligned. And when you feel I connect with this person, you know, like me and my coach, we are like, she's like my best friend in business. Like she is the most supportive person for me. She is incredible at what she does. And we've worked together for nearly two years now, solidly. And I I wouldn't want to do this without her. I know I could do this without her, but I wouldn't want to do this without her. But I didn't listen to my gut instinct with that first investment. I went with that investment because at the time she was the coach that everyone was working with, everyone was investing in. And I thought, well, I mean, she doesn't really seem like my kind of person, but she gets the results. That's not how you should make your investment choices, in my opinion, When I stepped away from that and I looked at, okay, who do I connect with? Who has similar values to me? Who do I believe I can work with to get shit done? That's when the magic happened. That's when when I was able to really tap into that. Who is in alignment with me? That's when the magic happens. Now, so many times clients come to me and they say, I think I know what to do, but I just need the confirmation. Like I just need... I just need to know that I'm on the right track. And I completely understand where you're coming from. It's so noisy online and it's so hard to know whether you're doing the right thing. But you know yourself, your brand, your business and the vision that you have for this business. You know that better than anyone. So when in doubt, tap back into your why. Tap back into your overarching mission and vision for your brand but also for your life. Like, what do you want to do? How do you want to do it? How do you want to live? How do you want to leave an impact? And then use that 
and move from that empowered place. Use that stuff, use that feeling, use that excitement and move from that empowered place because that place, that's your inner entrepreneurial spark. Like that, that is the gold dust. That's the thing that's going to get you to succeed. That's the thing that's going to move you towards achieving your goals. And when you can tap into that, when there's a question of, do I go this way or that way? Do I move on to a new channel? Do I stay where I am? Do I tweak my messaging? Do I add to my product suite? You know, all these questions that we ask ourselves and all these decisions that we have to make in our business, use that inner entrepreneurial spark, that inner knowing, that inner intuition of how do I want to move forward with this? Caveating that by also saying, is this what's best for me? Is this what's best for my brand and the brand that I'm wanting to build? Because as I said at the start, sometimes our egos can get in the way. And when I say ego, I don't mean like the the typical kind of the typical um, definition that we have of ego where it's like, oh, he's got a big ego. No, our ego is our inner cock block, basically. (laughs) Our ego is the thing that tries to protect us and tries to do the right thing, but actually it can just cock block us from doing the right thing. So always with these decisions, tap back into that inner why, tap back into that inner spark and that intuition and that knowing, but add context to it as well. And this is exactly what I work on with my clients when we dive into the mindset side of things, because so often the the issue or the block or the struggle that presents itself to us might look like a strategy issue, But nine times out of 10, there is a mindset issue in there as well, whether it is self-sabotage, whether it's imposter syndrome, whether it's, you know, a block that we have put on ourselves and a belief or a story that we're telling ourselves about what's possible and what's not possible. There's so much there to, to tap into. And when you can really start to move through some of these things and not in like a therapist couch you know talk to me about your childhood kind of thing although sometimes that can be at at play it doesn't have to be that deep but it is still really important because when you can really move through those things that's when the magic happens that's when the growth happens and when you're moving from that empowered place honestly it feels electric I absolutely love having conversations like this this podcast could have gone on for a long time Um, because I absolutely love talking about this stuff. I love talking about it with my clients. I love talking about it over on Instagram and in my content. So if you want to carry on the conversation, please do head over to my Instagram, drop me a DM. I've dropped the link in the show notes because this shit really lights me up. Like I love it. And I'd also love for you to share your story on when you've listened to your instinct or if you haven't listened to your gut instinct and you kind of look back and think, yeah, I kind of knew. (laughs) I knew. Why didn't I act on that? I knew that that was the right thing to do or the wrong thing to do. Let me know and share your stories because I'm really, really interested in this. Um, And of course, tag me when you're listening to this episode. I love to see what you guys are up to when you're tuning in. So be sure to tag me. Let me know how you found this episode and I will catch you guys in the next one.